0: Hello everyone. We have Lindsay Emery on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Lindsay, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever
1: you'd like. Thanks, Shelly. Um, so I will start earlier than most people. Uh, when I was a little girl, I very distinctly remember just having this gut feeling, biological children. Um, and so adoption was always my plan. I, yeah, I just remember it really distinctly. I felt like God had uh, shown me multiple times that adoption is how I would grow my family. And so when I met my husband, uh, the the actual conversation where he asked me to be his girlfriend was about adoption and how that was my plan. So it was never a secret um, or anything like that. And then when we were, I think it was before we were engaged, we talked about it again. And I just said, like, I have no reason to believe that there's something wrong. Like I don't have a medical diagnosis. I don't have anything like that, but I just know something's wrong. I will not be able to have biological children. Are you going to be okay with that? And he said, as long as we can try, biological that he was okay with that. And if it didn't work, we would adopt and that would be great. So we got married. Our plan was to be married for a couple of years and then start trying. But (laughs) as we all know, plans do not always happen the way we expect. And um, three months into our marriage, I realized that we were not as careful as we should have been. And it Was really exciting because I was like, well, was I wrong all this time to think that we couldn't have kids? Um, I started Googling everything and all these weird symptoms that I never experienced before. And I remember seeing stuff about miscarriage and how common it was. And I was just like, eh, that's not going to happen to me, whatever. Um, And this is, I feel like this is where my story gets a little difficult because um i took one pregnancy test and it was negative but i had all these symptoms and i've never like up until that point in my life i had never had symptoms like that i didn't struggle with pms like i i never had things like this like for symptoms i Threw up one time only. I had this really random ear pain. I was really motion sick in the car. I was nauseated most of the time. My chest got big, like really classical pregnancy symptoms. And in my heart, I just knew like that something was different and that I was pregnant. And my husband really struggled with that because we weren't planning on it. <laughs> um, and like, it took a lot of work to convince him to let me take a pregnancy test. And then it was negative. And then I think it was the next day that I started spotting. Um, and so it was just it was such a confusing time of what's going on. But then it was Halloween. The following day, we were at his parents' house, and um, I started to truly miscarry, and I would say that I know my body pretty well, and this was just different. The amount of bleeding that I had, the, the size of the clotting that I experienced was very different from anything I'd ever had before, and it was actually then while I was in the process of miscarrying, that my husband believed me. And he's like, oh man, yeah, I can tell, like, this is different. And then came the really difficult choice of what do we do with this? I don't have proof. I don't have anything to say. Like, I know for sure that I was pregnant, but I know that I was. Um, But we decided to tell our families, just like, hey, this is what's going on. So I called my sister. She was really sad. And I just asked her to tell my whole family. And we were at his family's. So we went out and saw his mom. And I just was crying and told her what happened. And then his brother, his younger brother, walked in. And very casually, he's like, so when are you guys going to have kids? And I just sobbed I just sobbed um and I think that was the first and last time that anyone in our family either side asked that um which I'm grateful for but uh it's still in a weird way that's sad (laughs) um but yeah it was it was a really difficult experience because you're wondering this whole time like am I crazy? Am I being really stupid to believe that this was the case, that I was pregnant? Like I had people very close to me not believe me. And that is still probably one of the most difficult things about my story is just having people not believe me. Um, But a couple months later, I was just thinking about this pregnancy that I felt so confident that I'd had, and I remembered a story of a friend of mine where she had a baby in heaven, and she actually prayed and asked God to give her uh, a name and what the gender was of her baby, and she got a name like immediately. And it was just this huge story of God's goodness. And so I'm like, I'm really scared to ask God for a name. I'm scared that it'll just be like me talking to myself. (laughs) I'm scared that nothing will happen and it'll confirm that I really wasn't pregnant. Um, It was just a really scary thing. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) So I remember like I got in the shower and I just prayed. I'm like, okay, God if this was real if this actually happened i would love to know what the name of my baby is and it was instantaneous like it was the weirdest experience because like immediately the name rachel like popped into my head i've never ever considered rachel as a potential baby name ever love it beautiful never thought of it was never going to use it, and so for me, that was a confirmation of like, huh, I wouldn't have chosen that name for myself, so that means something. Got out of the shower, looked it up, um, because the meanings of names are really important to me, and Rachel means sheep. I was like, um, God, what? Why did you name my baby sheep? I don't get it. And like, it was almost like he was giving me a visual picture in the next few moments. And the best way for me to explain it was he just gave me this reassurance that my sweet, precious little baby was still innocent and still white and pure as a little lamb And she was safely with the great shepherd in heaven. And that for me just changed everything. After that, I didn't struggle with the question, will I see my baby again in heaven? Do babies go to heaven when they're miscarried? Like for me, that was the answer. He gave her a name and it meant something. And thankfully, my husband was really on board with that. Um, So I basically gave our our lost baby a name through God and gave her a catchphrase, which is still innocent as a lamb. And I gave her a color and we did a little piece of artwork and it's just like how we mourned. And then the next month, I realized yet again, about three months later, we were not as careful as we should have been. And I was like, oh boy, here we go again. Had the same exact symptoms. I threw up once. (laughs) Only one time. I had random left ear pain. My chest was swollen. I was nauseated. I was getting motion sick in the car. And I'm like, this is not happening. And right in that time, my husband left for a two and a half week trip to Japan. So I started just, again, Googling, searching things. I found um, a website for um, Taking Charge of Your Fertility, which is a book that really helped me, Um, and they had a group for miscarriage after loss, um, not uh, pregnancy after loss, excuse me, and so I just got to know the women in that group, and they were really supportive and helpful and encouraging, even despite really terrifying circumstances. And so I just started actually hoping that maybe this would be different, but I knew that I lost like the innocence of joy with pregnancy. I never got that. I never got a positive test with the first pregnancy. And so I never had that moment of like, oh my goodness, we're pregnant. This is this is what we hope for. And I never got that. Um, and so going into what I thought might be my second pregnancy was really difficult. Um, I was, I think, I, again, I took one pregnancy test and it was negative. And then I was like, seriously, this is not happening. This cannot be happening. And I started spotting. Um, and it was a really weird experience because I normally have fairly heavy cycles and this was like heavy spotting. Um, And I spotted for like maybe three days, which is unheard of for me. And then I stopped bleeding, but all of my symptoms went away. And so I was just like, so confused about what was happening. I didn't take any other pregnancy tests. I wish I would have now looking back, but. And I was just so devastated by getting that negative again that I didn't want to deal with it. And it was a month later that I, like, fully bled. And so looking back on it, I believe that my baby died, like, right around the four, four and a half week mark. But my body didn't miscarry till about eight. And again, it was just like this huge emotional process of, I do not have a confirmed pregnancy. All I have are these symptoms, knowing my body and just this innate sense that this was different, that I was carrying a life. And um, even like while I was spotting, not before I had the full like miscarriage bleed, while I was spotting, I was so upset. My husband was gone. I was home alone with our new dog and I was just like god I don't even know if I want to ask you for a name like I'm so upset about this like I don't know how to handle this at all and then like the only way that I can explain it it was like I had a, there was this visual like I could almost see like this wood like this piece of wood like I don't know two by four not really but something like that and it had the name Michael on it, and it was getting pounded into my forehead, and it was like, and it, every time the pound came, it was just like this ringing out of the name Michael, Michael, Michael. I was just like, okay, fine, I get it. Baby's name is Michael, and I looked it up, and Michael means um, who is like God. And again, I just. I mean, uh, it's such an integral part of my story, just how good God has been in this. Um, But it was in that moment where I just felt God so clearly saying, you don't have to understand what's happening. You don't have to know why. But what you need to know is I'm still here and I've got you. And Yeah, it was just one of the most amazing moments for me to just feel like even in the darkness that I was experiencing, God was still reaching out and speaking to me directly. So yeah, I emailed my husband. Like We had been talking about all of this, obviously, but um, just like, hey, this is what's happening. God gave me a name. And so he believed me, again, sweet man, um, that I was legitimately pregnant and we had lost another baby. And again, I had people not believe me because I didn't have medical proof. Um, and those same people really, really struggled with the fact that I wasn't silent about it. Um. But I just came to the conclusion that, you know, my husband believes me. I believe this is true and God has given me names and that has to be enough for me. And I have been so changed by these two experiences that I can't stay quiet about it. I saw so many beautiful examples of God working through our story even after the two losses. And so, yeah, I just decided I was never going to shut up about it. Um, But so at this point, we hadn't even been married for a year, Um, and we'd had these two unconfirmed losses. And, of course, then I was in the mode of, like, we need children, and we need them right now because we don't know how long this is going to take. It could take years. And so I kept pushing Mark, my husband, over and over like we don't know how long it's going to take we should start trying we Should start trying and he was very resistant to that um which caused a lot of anger and bitterness on my side um which i now regret um and i can see the wisdom in us not pursuing pregnancy right then but we were um coming up on our third year anniversary and I finally convinced them, like, yeah, we need to start trying, so we had a trip scheduled for a couple months later, and it's, like, okay, that's going to be it, that's when we're going to start trying, we just had this fun goal of, let's try to make a baby in every state we're in, like, let's just make it fun, and it was really fun, and, and it was a different experience, because we'd never actually tried before for pregnancy, and We'd never, like, actually been on the same page about it before, and so it was just a really beautiful experience, Um, and we got home from our trip, same symptoms as before. I puked once, (laughs) random left ear pain, everything was exactly the same as my two previous experiences, and so, like, that gave me some validation um, eventually that I wasn't crazy, but in the moment I'm like, here we go again, (laughs) same symptoms. I don't know if I'll get a positive test. What am I going to do if I don't? So I took a test at 12 days past ovulation and it was negative. And I'm just like, you have got to be kidding me. I cannot do this. And so I did not take another test. Um, until i was expecting my period on 16 days past ovulation and it felt like my period was coming like all those weird crampy like i don't know how to explain those feelings but you just know that your period's coming like that's exactly how i felt because so i'm like okay it's not happening um but then 17 DPO I woke up and my temperature was still up it was like 3 30 in the morning and I was like I'm taking a test I took a test and I got my first ever positive pregnancy test and that moment was just beautiful it was such an exciting thing and I like drugged my fat, my husband into the bathroom 3 30 in the morning I'm like oh my goodness you have to see this and we just, like, hugged and danced around, and we were so happy and excited, and just like, this is different. Um, this is different than before. They have a positive test, and people have to believe us now. Um, and so, like, we were out. There was no going back to bed after that. We call our family that day immediately. We didn't wait. Um And I'm so grateful for that. Unfortunately, one of the very first comments we got was, "Did you get a positive test this time?" And like, of course, that was the response. It wasn't like, "Oh, that's exciting! Hooray, you're pregnant!" It was like, "Did you actually get a test?" Um, So that was unfortunate. But pretty much everyone else was really excited about it, and we were just hopeful for the best. Um, nothing was really remarkable about the next two weeks, except I got to, um, about seven weeks and, um, all my blood work had been great. My progesterone was fine. My HCG was doubling, was doing really well. Um, but I got to seven weeks and I just started having like these premonitions. Um, like we, we bought a wind chime on that vacation. Um, to memorialize that vacation hopefully making a baby and I remember just like hearing it ringing in the wind and this thought popped into my head of whenever you hear a bell ring an angel gets its wings and just like this feeling of intense loss of my angel I have a third angel who's getting its wings and I think it was two days after that that I started blabbing. Um I actually went to the ER that time because the pain was so significant. And um, I, we were worried that it could be ectopic just because of the pain. Um, went in, had my first ever um, ultrasound. And... My husband was a little freaked, freaked out about <laughs> um, having an ultrasound, so he did not come in the room with me. Um, but for the first time ever, I saw a baby on the screen, and um, it was too small. I I should have been seven weeks and three days, and I think the baby measured at five weeks and. 4 days and there was no heartbeat. And then my blood work came back and my hCG had fallen. So I knew like this is just over. This isn't happening. Um but I'm still so incredibly grateful that we went to the ER that I got that ultrasound. Um just being able to see the baby for the first time was really incredible. So we were going through um, a midwife for this pregnancy and at this point I just wanted it to be over. So um, checked with her about different options and what we ended up doing was getting uh, black and blue cohosh, um, which is like an herb supplement type thing um, that if you take enough of it um, and enough combination of it that it will induce labor, um, and so I took that, and it was disgusting. And mentally, it was really difficult to know that I was like forcing my body to miscarry, um, even though I'd already started spotting, and I was in pain. Like it just, I it wasn't really started. Like I wasn't really bleeding yet. Um, so that was mentally really difficult to accept for myself. And I have gone back over and over and over all of the details of that loss multiple times of there was no heartbeat. My HCG had fallen. There wasn't any hope of this pregnancy being viable. Um, and so, like, I didn't jump the gun. It's something that I have to... I have had to tell myself many times over the last several years, and probably will continue to have to do. Um, But um, even in the midst of this, I was just like, okay, God, what's your name for this one? And I was in such emotional turmoil. I was just like, nothing was clear. Like, there were a couple of names that were just kind of in my head. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think these are right. Like, this doesn't feel right. And I was, like, getting desperate for a name. He had named the first two. And so I'm like, okay. Like, I started asking some of my uh, strong Christian friends, like, what would what would you name the baby? Like, if, if, you had the, if you had the chance, like, is there a name that comes to mind for you guys? And um, I got an email, like, a day after I was asking some friends. And it was a different friend. I hadn't talked to her about it. I hadn't asked her for anything, um, and she just said that she was driving and she was praying for us. She knew we were miscarrying, and um, she felt very clearly that God had told her that we were. It was a girl. It was a little girl. That was my gut feeling as well. Um, and then she said that, um, and then she also just saw this name in her head and. Like, it was spelled out. She could see it spelled out in her head, and she'd never heard of it. She didn't know what it meant, and so she waited until she could look it up. <laughs> and so she got somewhere, I don't even remember where, and looked it up. And in Hebrew, um, the the letters EL mean God or of God, Um And Rachel and Mike L both have God in their name. Um, And so this one, I really felt like it was supposed to have the E-L as well. And she said the name that came to mind was Ishael, um, I-S-H-A-E-L. And when she looked it up, Ish in Hebrew means man and Isha means woman. And so this name meant woman of God. Um, and it was just like, I looked it up in all these baby books, every, anywhere I could think of, And the name Ishaiel does not exist. And for me, that was huge. Like, not only did God miraculously give a name to a friend who I hadn't asked, he did it in a way very similarly to how I perceived the name Michael. And it had e l in it, and I mean it just it was perfect. It was just perfect. so i I sent her email on to my husband, and I'm like, I really think this is the baby's name and And we both agreed that it just wasn't quite complete. And so we decided for the first time to give the baby a middle name. So we named the baby Ishael Grace um, and Her catchphrase is, uh, like, forever growing in God's grace. She's a woman of God. Um, Michael's, I forgot to mention, is uh, forever basking in God's glory, which I really love. Sorry to interrupt today's episode,
0: but we are sponsored by Fairhaven Health, and I learned a little something from them that I want to share with you guys. One in five couples will experience infertility, and in about 45% of those cases, male factor infertility is at play. Our friends at Fairhaven Health have formulated the perfect product to help both men and women get the supplements they need in order to conceive. FH Pro is a patented non-prescription antioxidant-based supplement Made with ingredients well studied for their role in supporting fertility like vitamin E, COQ10, zinc, and more with over 25 ingredients total. Each fertility supplement is formulated with ingredients studied to exactly what men and women need to optimize their fertility health. It also helps avoid the mini bottles of supplements on your bathroom counter. Learn more about FH Pro for men and women by visiting fairhavenhealth.com or using the link in today's show notes. Not to mention they're giving us all a 10% discount using the code LAM, L-A-M. And thank you for supporting the sponsors that support our show. Now let's get back to it.
1: Anyway, so that loss was really different because we'd had the chance to tell people beforehand um, that we were pregnant. Everyone was excited. Everyone was really looking forward to this pregnancy and this baby. And then when we told them that we would lost the pregnancy, the outpouring of support was immediate. Um, And it was so different from our previous losses where everyone believed us, (laughs) thankfully. Oh, and the other thing is that the people who hadn't believed us before actually started believing us for the first two as well. It was a huge shift. It was really interesting. Um, but it was really devastating to go through a third loss, especially like I had made a bunch of diet changes over the previous two years. I had everyone saying like, oh, that will definitely be the ticket i'm sure that you'll have a healthy pregnancy cuz you've cut out gluten and you've done this and all these other things and so felt like people had been giving me false hope for this pregnancy and then when it didn't happen it was just like how do you survive that um i definitely was not very sane in that space that's for sure um my sister was also pregnant right then We were, I think, a week apart. I had announced we were pregnant, and then, yeah, it was about a week later that she told us that she was pregnant as well. And so, um, that was also a really difficult dynamic to kind of handle. Um, She was really great about it. She was really mindful about our conversations and felt like we had this kind of unspoken rule that she wouldn't bring up her pregnancy unless I did if I brought it up we were free to talk about it in any fashion she wanted to but if I didn't bring it up then it was not what we were talking about that day um she was really supportive uh of me through that and then unfortunately she ended up miscarrying as well for the first time that's her first miscarriage um, and so we went through pregnancy and miscarriage together in a very short span of time. And then I was, I just think you're not sane. you're just not, you're in a really awful place and your body is going through hormone shifts and, and all that you want is to have a healthy pregnancy, to be a mom. That's, I mean, you I convinced my husband like we need to try again and so um three months after our third loss we started trying again and it was Christmas time and that was really exciting but also really terrifying I took a test at nine days past ovulation it was negative took a test at 10 days past ovulation and it was negative negative. and I was like okay I know this is just early My network, that's fine. Um, eleven days past ovulation was Christmas, and I'm like, I'm not gonna take a test. I don't want Christmas to be marred by a negative test, is what I would say, but really I didn't want to get a positive test on Christmas Day. Um so I waited, and the day after Christmas I got a positive test on 12 days past ovulation and I remember just walking into the living room laying down on the couch and looking at my husband and I just said yep and started to cry because I was so terrified um, and I was just I was happy that we were pregnant um, and that I had worked I'd had exactly the same symptoms as before by the way, which is just really interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I was absolutely terrified because of the holidays. I couldn't get into a doctor to do like first betas or anything like that. And we were flying um, from Utah, where we live, back to Iowa, where I grew up. And so I got back to my little hometown. <laughs> Um, and my sister who had just miscarried picked me up with her husband and we were planning on waiting to tell our family that we were both there. Um, but I was in the car and I was just freaking out. And so I told her and I just sobbed the whole hour long drive home. And she like crawled in the back seat and just held me as I cried because it was so scary to be dealing with the pregnancy after just having a third loss. Um so she knew um I told my next oldest sister, the same sister who has had to share the news of all of our losses. <laughs> Poor person. I just I feel bad. She's always the one who I have her call a family tree. Um but I told her that we were pregnant and so she actually went with me to the doctor the next day um, to get my blood drawn. And my first HCG would have been like 13 or 14. Uh, no, like 14 or 15 DPO. And my number was 206, I think. And I was happy with that. And they tested my progesterone. It was perfect tested my thyroid it was perfect no problem um and I was just like well we've had good numbers before and it didn't end well so not getting my hopes up went back two days later and my hcg was over 500 so I was like great this is awesome this is really good um and so then we decided to tell my family. At this point, two sisters out of three knew and my parents did not. So like half of the family knew that I was pregnant. And so I like just kind of set up this little surprise, like in the game of apples to apples, where I wrote in the answer on one of the create your own cards. And um yeah, I have it recorded. I do not watch it <laughs> um, because it's kind of like I said before with the first pregnancy, I never got that beautiful moment of hooray, this is exciting, Like this is what we wanted, this is fantastic, everyone's super excited. I never got that. And I didn't get it with my fourth pregnancy either, even though it was the best one yet best numbers everything like everyone was like oh wow that's that's really awesome but you could almost like just feel the tension in the room feel the dread feel the the um premonition of ill tidings in the room and that was so hard because I wanted them to be excited for us. Even though I knew that we could still miscarry, I wanted that moment Um, and I I didn't get it. But got back home and uh, was able to be seen by an OB. And she agreed to do an early ultrasound. So we had our first ultrasound at six weeks and five days. And, um, I was like almost to the point of hyperventilating before that appointment. I was so scared. Um, I just felt absolutely sick to my stomach and like, I didn't know if I would be able to breathe for the next five minutes. Um, it was absolutely terrifying to go into an ultrasound knowing that we were hoping for a good result but we weren't guaranteed one. So we went in and um, had the ultrasound, and we actually saw the baby, and there was a heartbeat, and it was really strong, and it was perfect. And uh, my husband actually came in with me this time, He and he had said, like, I'm never not coming into an ultrasound again. Um, so yeah, he was there. We got to see our little baby. And it was just the best moment ever. Uh, my older son Tech was really wonderful. Um, she knew of our history, of the current loss. And um, she was just the excellent mix of happy for us while yet not promising us anything. And I really appreciated that like she got it she knew like this is beautiful and this is a wonderful moment but it might not be the end result um so I really I really appreciated her she was really great and we went and like spread the news far and wide through our family that the ultrasound was really great and that was when we um announced on Facebook that we were pregnant for the very first time Um. We had taken a picture on our big trip when we were trying to get pregnant the third time. Um, And so we actually used that picture to announce on Facebook for the fourth pregnancy. And the reaction was awesome. It was everything I could have hoped for. Everyone was super excited and just thrilled for us and praying for us and And announcing on Facebook gave me the um, freedom to post sporadically over the next few weeks, just like my concerns, where I was at emotionally. Um, I have one post that will pop up in my memories of uh, the day that we lost Ishael. And I just posted, we have never been farther. Tomorrow will be the farthest we've been into a pregnancy. And this is really scary. And I don't know what to do. Um, Everyone is really supportive. And then we got to, um, I decided to order a Doppler just because I felt like that would help my anxiety. And I was at church. Before we arrived, it arrived um, was about eight weeks and six days, and I had one girl who would come up to me every week and say, "Hey, are you still pregnant?" Which drove me absolutely up the wall. Um, and so I was just like gearing up to see her, <laughs> and I spotted a woman down the hall who was very pregnant like almost full term and instead of that filling me with hope and joy and positive emotion it made my heart sink and in that moment I just had this overwhelming sense that something was wrong something was wrong and then I did see that that girl like Maybe fifteen minutes later, she's like, "Oh, are you still pregnant?" And I just snapped back. I'm like, "I don't know." (laughs) I'm just like, "Leave me alone." (laughs) Um. But yeah, after eight and a half weeks, I just felt within me like, "This isn't right. Like, something's wrong. I don't think this baby is still alive." And I believe we got the Doppler the very next day. And so I tried searching for the baby's heartbeat, and I didn't find it. And I tried, I'm pretty sure I tried, like, every other day. I tried pretty often, Um, and each time that I tried, it was just, like, this um, confirmation that my fear was correct, that there was something wrong um but we didn't have an ultrasound scheduled until about 12 weeks so it's just like okay we'll see what happens i'll try to keep being hopeful but i don't think it's worth hoping for um we went to california to see my husband's family and um i have family in california as well and everyone was so excited to see us and they brought a couple of baby gifts and um, they were just, like, babying me, like, oh, take it easy, go go lay down and rest, and we'll do this, just all of it, like, everything that I could have wanted to, to feel really special in a pregnancy, but I knew, like, underneath it all, I just knew something was wrong. And so I just, every time they would mention the baby, I would just be like, is my baby even still there? Um, And so I felt guilty for like accepting their help and their um, coddling of me in my pregnant state because I didn't feel like I was pregnant anymore, Um, even though I'd had no spotting. Um, So we went to see my family um still in California and that night we were out to eat and I just felt like I needed to go to the bathroom and I went to the bathroom and I was spotting and then I I just knew like there there isn't gonna be any hope for this but I texted the same sister (laughs) I love her so much she's so great and I just said hey I was spotting can you please tell the family to pray like this is really scary and and then I texted uh, Mark's sister as well who I'd just seen okay so what's going on um and yeah California just like it's a host of bad memories like I Remember, we left the next morning, and we were driving back from California to Utah, and like, there's a certain stretch of the road that I have driven multiple times since then. And every time I'm going through that stretch of road, all I can think about was this moment of having an in- intermittent spotting, this overwhelming sense of dread, and having to tell people um, that we had plans with, like, hey, I don't think we'll be able to do this. I'm pretty sure we are miscarrying. Um, it's amazing how places and dates and sometimes, like, smells can hold such strong memories with them. And that's definitely one of the places, just this maybe 15-mile stretch of road. <laughs> on the way from Utah to California. Um, So we got back to Utah, talked to my doctor, um, and they agreed to get me in for an ultrasound. At this point, I was 11 and a half weeks. Um, So I picked up Mark from work. We went to the ultrasound. He was in the room with me again, and they tried doing it. Abdominally, and um, it's like you could just barely see anything abdominally. So, they did a, a vaginal ultrasound. And as soon as she decided to do the vaginal ultrasound, I knew that baby should be big enough to see um, without that. Uh, so, yeah, she went and she did a vaginal ultrasound. We could see the screen. Um, and like, she looked at the baby pretty quickly and then she went over and she measured everything else. Like they always have to do. Um, and then she went back to the baby and was just kind of searching around the baby for a little bit. And, um, I, I knew it already, but there was no heartbeat. And she said, um, I'm so sorry. Your baby is only measuring eight and a half weeks. And I don't see a heartbeat. And um, I was really grateful that she just straight up told us. I know a lot of them won't. Um, We did not have an appointment to see any OB. We were there just for the ultrasound. And so I needed to know. I needed her to say that. Yeah, so we just went home. I called a bunch of people and just let them know this is been happening. And I took cytotech and it was miserable, absolutely miserable. I actually had my water break for the first time, which was incredibly painful, um, and then. I gave birth and it was really difficult because it was like the sack got stuck on the way out and I wasn't quite sure what was going on so I pulled it out and I know I could have seen the baby but I chose not to because I wasn't sure if I'd squished the baby on the way out and that was just a little too terrifying to consider. The possibility of so I didn't and I've gone back and forth on whether I regret that or not (sighs) but those are my four losses and the last one I miscarried February 17th in 2016 so it got a positive the day after Christmas 2015 almost four years ago Um, and in that time we Totally stopped pursuing pregnancy. My husband had a vasectomy because the the depression, the anxiety, the intense grief made me feel like I was going insane with the possibility every month of a pregnancy. We pursued adoption. We are still pursuing adoption um, and then this year things started to change and God really worked on my heart oh totally forgot to tell you this it's important though god gave me a name for the fourth one as well he gave me a dream and he named our baby connor which has two meanings lover of dogs is the first one which i wasn't super happy with (laughs) but the second meaning of connor is high desire Um, and then me gave this one also a middle name elliot and elliot means um god is still god So his catchphrase is highly desired, but God is still God. Um, Yeah. So then this year, God was just really working on my heart that it was time to try again for biological. My husband had a vasectomy reversal (laughs) and it's a, it's a really, really long story. Um, But we are actively trying and um, in that process of, of, getting the reversal, doing all that stuff, I actually sat down and wrote out my entire story for a lot more detail. So I actually have a book that I wrote on Amazon um, about our story. And then um, just in the last month, I started writing book number two, which will be a little different because my plan is to write more like a journal for the next year of hopefully achieving pregnancy and what does that look like after loss and the nitty-gritty details of I have an ultrasound today and I totally petrified stuff like that um, um, just to help people get a glimpse of what it's like to go through this experience oh so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the, I feel like my story is so long, and I could I mean, I wrote a book about it, so I could probably talk about it forever.
0: <laughs> no, it was beautiful. I mean,
1: your intuition is
0: insane. like you like it, it's crazy because I feel like so many of us have that, but you're, mm-hmm. you're so sure of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really uh, am. Yeah. And that's awesome. And your husband sounds awesome too, because yeah. my, my husband would be like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that you kind of got confirmation too. Yes. You know what I mean? Me that too. was kind of spot on and it was there. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that's so important because you can totally just feel crazy on this journey. Yes.
1: Seriously, like every month that we've been trying now for like the last five months, it's like I'm spiraling down the toilet. I'm like, <laughs> am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? No, I don't oh, think yeah.
0: I am. Am I pregnant? <laughs> I don't know. Ah,
1: I think we can all relate. Yes,
0: yes, it is no, a very
1: I, insane experience. Yeah,
0: I always ask at the end of every episode if you had one piece of advice for somebody mm. in a similar situation, what would it be?
1: Um, I guess I would have to, for people who are going through losses, like in the moment right now, really recent to just feel those emotions, feel wherever you're at and know that they will change over time. That's okay. It's okay to be wherever you're at right now. And eventually it will get easier. The pain never goes away. But those triggers aren't as painful as they were Mm -hmm. before. So just keep holding on, keep surviving. If that's all you're doing right now, because it will get better. Um, Yes. And then I guess uh, the advice that I have for myself and for everyone else who is trying to conceive after loss is once pregnant, Appreciate and enjoy every single day and be grateful for every single day. Cause we don't know how many we'll get. Yeah.
0: Now I have one question. Um, cause you guys are now actively trying. Mm-hmm. Did you say, are you still pursuing adoption or are you, we is are. That on hold. Okay. That's so cool. I love yeah, that.
1: Our ideal world. And we both agreed to this, which like separately, I had thought of this. And then he told me this was his ideal as well is that we get pregnant, have a successful pregnancy, and while we're pregnant, we adopt, then have a biological from that pregnancy, and then in a few years, we foster to adopt. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's, at this point, I'm like, if we can have one successful biological pregnancy, that might be good for me. Like, I'm done. Um, And then we will adopt the rest of our kids. Yeah. hopefully. That's so cool. I always tell my
0: husband, I'm like, if we have another kid, it's going to be through adoption because I'm not ever doing this again. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just love your story. And I just want to thank you so much for jumping on and sharing. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to link your book in the description of this episode. And then if somebody wants to reach out
1: to you, Instagram the best way? Yeah. Instagram is probably the easiest. And I have, um, The best one would be Hope in the Weight one. Just, okay. It's pretty small, but it's just a place for me to put things to encourage myself and hopefully others in this journey. Um, Yeah. Hope in the Weight one. Okay. And I'll go ahead and I'll link that in the description as well.
0: So thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me on. Thank you to show Yes. We appreciate appreciate you You too. You're amazing for (laughs) doing this all right well keep me posted I'll talk to you soon
1: sounds good thank you so much
0: thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your instagram stories tag myself tag my guest so that we can personally thank you this is a lamb fam you guys we're not in this alone we're creating this ripple effect together